Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 161, and I have Scott Fobble and Ben Rosario on the show today. They have both been on the show in the past, and you need to make sure you go back and listen to their episodes if you haven't already done so. Ben was episode 140, and Scott was episode 146. Now, Ben Rosario is the coach for Northern Arizona Elite, and you'll hear all about that in his episode. Scott Fobble runs for Northern Arizona Elite, and he recently placed seventh at the New York City Marathon. He has a marathon PR of 2.12.28, and it was really cool because I got to talk to Scott before the New York City Marathon. We learned all about his training and his history leading up to where he is now. And then I got to see him finish seventh place at the New York City Marathon. So Scott and Ben, as many of you maybe already know, have written a book together. And it's really cool. I'm actually looking at the book right now. It's called Inside a Marathon, an all-access pass to a top 10 finish at New York City by Scott Fobble and Ben Rosario. But the cool thing about this book, guys, is that they didn't do all of this and then say, we're going to write a book about it. They wrote the book in the process. So Scott was writing down his training, how he felt during the training, everything they were doing in the book, what I love most, and I talk about this in the interview, it starts with their very first email correspondence. I love that so much. So if you haven't already checked it out, go get yourself a copy. It is a really cool book. The pictures are awesome, and it is just a very detailed insight on the training that they did. Ben also talks about kind of how he adjusts things along the way. I really enjoyed the book, and I wouldn't just say that, and I put the link to it in my show notes. So go check it out. All right. And I have to tell you guys during this interview, like right in the middle of it, we had like 15 minutes to go. Two of my kids, Russell and Lewis. So the middle two run into the closet (laughs) and we're on Skype video so we can actually see each other. So Scott and Ben like see my kids run into the closet and I have to haul them out. And it was quite the scene. Uh, Normally, I would have been recording that at my co-working space, but I forgot a piece of equipment because that's what I do these days, apparently. (laughs) So they were very gracious and kind uh, with that tiny little interruption, though. All right, you guys. And before we get started talking to these guys, uh, the Donna Marathon, I've been talking about this in the podcast. It's coming up real soon. It is the weekend of February 10th. I'm doing the half marathon, and I want you to be there with me. So this is a flat, fast course. It all benefits breast cancer care and research. If you haven't listened to my episode with the founder of the Donna Foundation, you have to go back and listen. Episode 92, one of my favorite episodes on this podcast ever. This is a great race for a great cause, and it's really fun too. I don't know about you, but I live in Indiana, and I am ready to get to Florida in February. So we're going to do a meetup shakeout run on the Friday before the race. And there's a 5K and a 10K on Saturday and then a half marathon and a full marathon on Sunday. I am running the half and I hope you guys can join me. Use the code Lindsay15 to get 15% off your registration fee. Thank you for being here. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Scott Fobble and Ben Rosario. All right. Well, today on the podcast, I'm really excited to have two returning guests on the show, Scott Fobble and Ben Rosario. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. 
All right. Well, we owe Scott, well, and Ben, because you're the coach, a big congratulations from uh, your New York City finish. How are you feeling after that? Oh, feeling great. Um, it was a big day and uh, it was really gratifying to see like all the work that we did um, pay off in like a really um, concrete, like noticeable way. Um, so very happy about that run. Well, I got to see yeah, you finish. What's up? I said, I got to see you finish. It was exciting. Oh yeah, that's great. You were in Central Park. That's right. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ben? Oh, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, it was, it, it's so funny how our world works because in some ways it seems like forever go already to me because already after that, you know, we've had Kellen run Las Vegas half and, uh, people run a couple other races in November and then in CIM and club cross country and all these things. So New York feels like forever ago, you know? Well, for sure. And we're totally doing this quite a bit after, which I should have grabbed an interview with you, Scott, like right after New York. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's January already. So before we dive into New York and the book and everything, I want to start off by you guys telling me what is your, um, most exciting thing that happened in 2018 for each of you? Uh, maybe meeting John Anderson before, <laughs> uh, before New York, John Anderson, that he's the guy who announces the race on ESPN two. And he was at the press conference beforehand and he's just a all around real cool dude. Oh, really? I would never would have guessed that answer. <laughs> I mean, do you want a serious answer? Like, what was the best thing that happened to me this whole year? Yeah. Uh, gosh. Um, I mean, work-wise, team-wise, there was just so many cool moments, so it's really difficult. Obviously, um, New York City was a big moment for us. Scott Smith getting six at Boston was a big moment. Alephine winning two national titles. Steph winning a national title. Kellen running 224 in the marathon. So kind of all of those were the top. They're the kind of tied for first in my mind. Um, uh, my wife and I renewed our vows this year. It was you our 10th anniversary. Yeah, so that was kind of cool from a personal standpoint. Um, it was just a great year. Okay, tell me the reasoning behind it, though, because I we just hit 10-year anniversary as well, and I've thought about those things, too. Like, when you hit a big milestone, so what did you do? Did you go celebrate somewhere? How did that go down? We went to Las Vegas. We oh, uh, we renewed our vows in a little cheesy uh, chapel <laughs> in Las Vegas uh, in front of Jen's mom and dad and our daughter, and it was just a blast. That's so cool. Are you going to do it again at 20? Ah, I'd love to, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> It was fun. Uh, you you know, we wrote our own vows this time because, I mean, that was really impetus. Is the first time we did it in a church, and we're just really not all that religious, which is fine. It's neither here nor there. But but when you do it that way the first time, you have to follow certain rules, you know, and you have to kind of do it their way. And that's really not what we wanted to do even the first time. But you <laughs> do what your parents, you know, want you to do. And so this time, you know, we wanted to write our own vows and really – and we just know each other better. You know, it's been 10 years, so it was uh, it was cool. Oh, totally. I know. I remember when we, we, I was so young when we got married, I was just about to turn 25. And I remember I was like, I want to write my own vows, but I had no idea what to write. And I would write them so much better at 35. So maybe you have inspired me to do the same. There you go. You yeah. should do it. All right. So New York City Marathon, seventh place, second American. Am I right? Are my facts right? That's correct. Okay. So is that kind of did you place and run? I know that you were, were not running for time in New York or running for place, but did you do what you thought you were capable of doing? Yeah, I think so. I think given the way I felt in the race and the day we had, I think that was about 
very, very close to the best I think I could have run. It would have taken um, a lot of like changes and variables to uh, to have a, a significant shift in performance, I think. Um, it was pretty much an A day. I think A plus would have been if I had caught Jared. But um, uh, yeah, no, it was a... Uh, it was about as well as I could have done. Okay. How far behind Jared were you? I mean, I saw you both come in. I, I know it wasn't very far. Yeah. Four seconds. Four seconds. Okay. Yeah. Did you have, were you reeling him in? Did you have your eyes on him? Yeah. I, I brought, I closed down a lot of distance on him between like 23 and 25 and a half. And then I, I could not pull him back even like a centimeter between <laughs> like 25 and a half and the finish line. Did he know you were on his tail? Uh, I don't know if he knew how close um, I was, but I think he knew that I was close. He knew you were next. Yeah. I remember talking to him about that. He knew it was Scott that was coming, and he and he knew that Scott was coming from behind, mm -hmm. which is an advantage, you know, typically because it means you've uh, perhaps judged your effort a little bit better than those who are falling off, you know. So uh, Jared was was concerned, uh, but yeah. but Jared is a tough dude. He's a tough dude, and he held him off. Mm -hmm. Well, you can hear, and you can hear the people probably cheering for you behind yeah, him. Yeah, it's being called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually, I have him on my list to interview. I, I like sent him an Instagram DM right after the race, and then months later he wrote back, and now it's my turn to email him back. So um, we'll get number six on after we get number seven on. <laughs> <There you Gotcha. laughs> so tell me, um, after you finish the race, like, what was that like? I mean, this is this is a really high place at the New York City Marathon. I was pretty, I was elated. I was pretty happy. Um, you know, right when I got across the finish line, I hugged Jared and I told him like, good job. And then, um, my girlfriend was there in New York as well. And she was just like to my left over kind of in the VIP area. And I saw her and I got to go over there and give her a big hug as well. And, um, it was just a lot of like very positive feelings. Like I got to see a lot of people that I, um, cared about right after that. I saw, you know, Ben obviously and my agent and, um, Scott Smith had a rough day, but, um, got to see, you know, he was there as well, not long after. And, um, you know, it was just really cool to do something that was so overwhelmingly positive, at least to me and do it in front of like the people that were, I felt like we're really a part of the process. Like Ben and, um, his wife, Jen was there and, um, my girlfriend and my agent, Josh and Scott. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Were you at the finish line, Ben? Yeah, I made it over just in time. I didn't see him cross the line, but I heard his name getting called. I was running across Central Park okay. um, with a, with a uh, I guess you would say, strained hamstring from earlier in the day. I write about it in the book. You know, yeah. little okay. book uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that part yet. I limped my way over there. Uh, no, I heard his name getting called, and I heard them say Scott Fauble, but they didn't say Top American Scott Fauble, uh, so I knew he hadn't caught Jared. Because when I had seen him last, he had it was you know in the process of passing Chris Derrick and Shetty Biwat, um, and looked like he was going to get Jared. Um, so I was, but it wasn't totally going to be for sure. So that's really was my. Um, I don't know if I'd say worry, but that was my uh, excitement as as I ran across the park, you know, just wondering if he was going to catch him or not. However, I didn't know he'd get all the way into seventh because, um, you know, if if he had been four seconds behind Jared, but they hadn't passed anybody, they would have been seventh and eighth. Mm -hmm. But they both passed another runner. And so he ended up in seventh, which was, um, you know, just a great day. 
Okay, so it's funny that you bring up the you wrote about the hamstring thing in the book. I have a tight hamstring right now that is driving me nuts. And I just read like an hour ago uh, Scott talking about how the word hamstring is really gross in the book. <laughs> that was a yeah, that was a fun footnote. I got to like actually do a like ten minutes of research to write that one. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Well, first, first tell me what I need to do about this tight hamstring. Every time I come back from having a baby, my left hamstring is like a problem. So obviously, I'm off balance here. But what would you do to stretch that out? Um, I would go see a a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a professional runner. Yeah. Scott. I actually though I did just book a um, massage with a girl that is like an athletic masseuse, cool. and I know she'll like work it out yeah, really good. Is that mm-hmm. what you would do if you weren't a professional uh, yeah. runner? Yeah, I have a I get a massage every week, and I see our Cairo or a PT at least once a week as well. But um, one thing you can do is like they're called kind of extenders where your leg is at a 90 degree angle and then you straighten it. Okay. Um, and you can put like a, a lacrosse ball underneath the really tight spots. And that just like, is like a little bit more of a dynamic stretch, but I shouldn't, like you shouldn't necessarily do what I'm saying. Cause if it's already strained, like if you've actually torn muscles, then you don't want to be like stretching it more. So go see the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping that's not the case. Cause I'm still running through it. It just feels like I'm 90 years old and it's like extremely tight. And then when I run, I can feel it lagging. Like I can be like, Ooh, my mm-hmm. right side is so much more efficient than my left side. Yeah. Well, I'm sure your reason for having a tight hamstring is uh, way more valid than Ben's. Okay. Let Ben's- me hear what's Ben's. Well, Ben pulled his hamstring because he didn't drink any water or like eat food or take care of himself for four consecutive days and then tried to run 10 miles the morning of the New York City Marathon. Why did you? Because you were so stressed out about the race. Well, I just I like to keep myself busy on marathon weekend, especially there because there's so many people to talk to and you just drink a lot of coffee and (laughs) beers at night and you just don't sleep much. And it's just not really a recipe. Also, I don't really run 10 miles very often. And so. (laughs) So trying to run with Ben Bruce, who's a professional athlete, maybe wasn't the brightest um, idea. I'll say this, though, honest, honestly, in all honesty, for, for your hamstring or anybody listening, one of the reasons I have continuing hamstring problems, and these guys don't, is because I don't do any strength and conditioning work. I think the work that they do, it's not just it's not just reactionary stuff going to the masseuse when you have an issue. I think the RDLs and the kettlebell swings and all these mm-hmm. things that they're doing twice a week with supervision – is really why we actually have not had on the team, the athletes, many hamstring issues at all. <laughs> Mine are uh, a totally different ballgame. You're going to have to get yourself a masseuse in a strength training session twice a week. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you got to somehow make time for that. Um, well, th- so that's part of the book that's funny, though. If, if people, So we're going to talk about your book. You guys wrote this book, Inside a Marathon. And um, you guys have all these fun footnotes alongside the book. But the first question I have to ask you about the book is, so you clearly put this out after the marathon. It's an all-access pass to a top 10 finish at New York City. Well, clearly before the race, you didn't know you were going to be a top 10 finish. You wanted to be, but you didn't know. Um, so my question is, you had this book. You, you've obviously been working on it long before the marathon, though. So tell me about that process. Yeah, we started working on it in like when the book starts. Um, so like each week was written the week that we did it um, because we wanted to give people like the, Oh, the training uh, where the training yeah. starts. Okay. Yeah, the, the, where the training starts. So the, each day I was logging these putting in the logs and at the end of each week I would write the, 
end of the segment and as with Ben. So, um, yeah, we were working on it for about 18 weeks before the race even started um, and kind of just betting on ourselves to to crush it in New York because we knew it wouldn't be that interesting <laughs> if I got like 14th. So, um, yeah. An all-access pass to a top 14 finish. So <laughs> yeah. did you have that tagline in mind, though, like top 10, but if you were top five, you would have changed it to top five? You know what? We didn't really – because uh, we've been doing a lot of these interviews and things uh, recently, and um, we keep giving this answer, and I, maybe people don't believe me or something, but but it we really didn't – we weren't – I wasn't writing a book. Do you know what I mean? I was just literally writing down what was in my head at the end of each week. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have – because that's what we wanted the book to be was um, – was a look inside our minds as to what was going on um, at the end of each week, the good, the bad, you know, the feelings of anxiety, the feelings of um, uh, confidence and different things, the ebb and flow of the um, segment. And so it didn't really feel that different to me, except I was just writing it down. Um, And so to answer your question about the tagline, no, I mean, we didn't have the tagline. We didn't have the title. We just knew we wanted to write down our thoughts and feelings at the end of each week. That was really as far as the planning had gone. Um, Everything else that you see in terms of the marketing and the – well, and we knew we wanted to take great pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pictures are great. Yeah, yeah, so we have over 150 pictures in there, and that they're mostly from my wife, Jen, uh, and a few others uh, in there. Um, so that's all we knew. Uh, all the other stuff in terms of the marketing and the, and the title and the tagline and all the editing um, uh, and things, that was all after the race when we, um, when we put it all together. Okay, that's a lot of work, though. So tell me that process. Did you get a publisher? Like, I mean, to tie all this together and to make it look as good as it looks, how did that happen? Yeah, we worked our ass off. Um, yeah, for like four or five weeks after New York, I mean, we just, I mean, I was in Portland visiting my girlfriend and I would just get up and I would go to a coffee shop and I would work for as long as I could until I wasn't being effective. And then I would go for my run and then I would sit down and I'd work more um, to get like it edited perfectly and figure out um, a ton of stuff like the tagline, the the title. Um, we really were worked hard to get the right pictures in the right spots. And, um, you know, Jen, Ben's wife, uh, did a lot of work to find the best option for the, um, to get it printed because we are self-publishing. We don't have a publisher. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, and even just to track down pictures from New York because Jen couldn't be at four places, you know, on the course. Um, so, uh, to just find, get it all, like tie in all the loose ends at the end was just, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So what what's your goal with the book? Like, what do you want people to read it and, and feel when they finish it? Well, they can feel whatever they want. We just want them to think it's cool. No, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the idea was that we just wanted to produce something that we would like, you know, um, which is very similar to all the various business ventures I've had. That's always kind of been my um, core guiding principle. Um, would I like this? You know, because I'm a fan of running as well. And so I think uh, it's pretty unique in that you're getting Scott's reactions to every workout that he's doing. You're getting my reactions to, to him doing those workouts. You're getting uh, a pretty deep dive inside look into how I wrote the training. And you're getting a super deep dive into an athlete's mindset um, from in, in his own words. And so the back and forth and getting both of those things in one book and getting them in real time. 
you know, not going back and writing these chapters afterward. Everything was written in real time. And so I think the emotions are much more raw than had we tried to somehow go back and remember what we felt like on August 4th. That's very tough when it's November 10th. Um, what you're what you're reading is really what was going on. Yeah, we wanted to feel wanted it to feel like a journal. Yeah, like um, uh, I guess like the I only hope is like readers will read it and feel like they were in Flagstaff with us. Yes. Um, because I don't think I mean I don't feel like I wrote it with the reader in mind really. I just tried to write it as accurately and mm -hmm. honestly and completely as possible, and. I just basically have faith that the reader will read it and feel like I was being genuine. So, yeah. It's, it's good. It's fun to read that way too. And and you're right, because if you tried to write that now, like you don't know what you're, you don't know what you were thinking after you did 800s or whatever on a Wednesday, yeah. random Wednesday on, you know, back in October. Yeah. And then even, I think one of the things that I imagine many people will skip over and I hope that they don't is like my thoughts after, days when we weren't working out. Like I put all those in there as well. Like every single day has thoughts next to it. Um, so I hope that people remember that or see that, you know? Well, I, I think when you are, let's say, cause I know you do public speaking. I, I think when you're doing public speaking, yes, you're telling, I mean, I like to tell stories if I'm up there public speaking and yes, I'm telling a story in, in first person and it's my story in a sense, but what I'm really hoping is that the audience members are sitting there and they're telling their own stories in their own mind because it's it's reminding them of things that have happened in their own lives or in, in their own running, you know? And so much like many of the best running books that I've read, I think that people will read this book and yes, they'll become a fan of Scott Fauble and of the team. I hope those things happen and I think they'll really enjoy the stories that we've written and they'll be they'll feel like they were there. But I think their mind will also wander to when they did mile repeats or when they did their best steady state long run or when they did their best marathon specific work, you know, as they were getting ready for their because let's face it, most of the people running or reading the book are going to be runners of some level. Um, and I think they'll be able to relate in that way. And uh, so I think the experience will be pretty wide reaching. They'll, they'll, they'll get our experience, but they'll kind of get inspired and, and think about their own running as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. And we talked about this a little bit the first time we talked about how you guys put your training out there for everybody to follow along and watch and, and learn about. And I was just listening to a podcast with Scott Jurek. Um, in preparation for a podcast I'm doing with him. And he was talking about how back in the day when he was training, um, people showed up to the start line and you didn't know what kind of shape they were in. You know, like they showed up and you're like, well, what's he been up to? And so now it's just like this whole nother other ball game. And you guys are really you're that you're doing that whole, you know, you're you're showing up at the starting line saying this is the work I've put in and I'm ready, you know. It's yeah. So different. And, yeah. And it's kind of like, um, I guess interesting, like we share all of our training and yet we go up and we go toe to toe with everyone who's hiding their training, you know, like there are still a lot of people who, you know, train in secret and they don't share workouts and stuff. And there has never been a time when I've ever felt like us sharing our training has led to somebody beating us yeah. because of that. Um, so I hope that more people will start to do that in a, um, full way. Sometimes you maybe get a snippet here that they were running people, somebody was running at three, 300s or something like that. But if people were to 
do it in a more full way, I think, um, I think that'd be really cool. And if we can be the leaders in that, so be it, that'd be great. Yeah. I remember fall. I used to follow, I forget who it was, some professional runner on Strava. And I remember I would only see her long runs. Like there would be nothing else in between. <laughs> and it would be like an easy long run at like seven minute pace or something. And I'm like, well, why do you even have a Strava then? That's not interesting <laughs> for me to watch. Yeah. Are you on Strava, Scott? I am. Yeah. Okay, cool. We, we, we share all of our stuff. If you go on nazelite.com, there's a, a tab on the nav bar that says logs. And okay, so okay. you can read everybody's training on via Final Surge, which is our training log partner. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, you know, I just had another, I just had Steph on the show. I'm like all up in the Naz Elite crew these past <laughs> couple weeks. Yes, I listened to that one. That was very good. Yeah. All right, everybody. I want to break in real quick and thank two sponsors for this podcast episode, helping make this show possible in your ears right now. And the first is RX Bar. You've heard me talk about them before, and I'm going to talk about them again because I believe in the product. I believe it's clean, and I really like it. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. RX Bar wants to build things the right way. RX Bar believes in the power of transparency and lets the core ingredients do all the talking with all of them listed on the front of the packaging. You'd likely recognize RX Bar at the shelf. They're the ones who have egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. Turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good. RX bars are great for a number of occasions, including breakfast on the go. You can toss them in your backpack for a bike ride or a hike, and they're great pre or post-workout snacks. I can attest to that. I throw them in my bag all the time and use them on the go. I feel like when I walk out the door and leave my kids with a babysitter for even two hours, I need to have snacks with me because otherwise I'm going to have to stop somewhere and I don't want to always be doing that. And RX Bar is a go-to for that. RX Bars do come in 14 delicious varieties and they have seasonal flavors too. One of the things I love about RX Bars is their egg white protein that stands out as a source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb. And now RX Bar has debuted RX Nut Butter, which contains a few simple and similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, nuts, Each single serve packet contains delicious creamy nut butter with nine grams of high quality protein. And their nut butter flavors include honey, cinnamon, peanut butter, peanut butter, and vanilla almond butter. All right, guys, for 25% off your first order of the very best seller variety pack, visit rxbar.com slash Lindsay and enter the promo code Lindsay at checkout. Valid in the U.S. only for a limited time. Again, for 25% off your first order of the best seller variety pack, visit rxbar.com slash Lindsay, that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, and enter the promo code Lindsay at checkout. Valid in the U.S. only for a limited time. All right. And the other sponsor I'm going to thank before we get back to our conversation is Care Of. Care-of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. New year, new health goals. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care-of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or generally being healthy, you build a vitamin routine that's made just for you and your health goals. 
So the cool thing is they have an online quiz. So you take Care-of's online quiz and that will let you know exactly what you need. Care-of's fun online quizzes asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Getting your vitamins should be easy and convenient. Why? Because you might forget if not. At least that's how I am. <laughs> it can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. All right, guys, and experience the care of difference. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs, and you can track your progress with the care of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. I especially liked this when I was traveling recently quite a bit because they come in individualized packets for each day and I have all the vitamins that I need for each day and I can just grab a packet. So if I know I'm gonna be on the road for four days, I can grab four packets. Yes, I know that's simple, but for me, I need everything to be simple right now in my life. And I have a special offer for you guys. Take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code another 50. Now guys, this is 50% off for the month of January. So, so take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code ANOTHER50 to get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. All right, links to all of that will be in the show notes, lindsayhine.com. Let's get back to my conversation with Scott Fable and Ben Rosario. So tell me this, what's going on in 2019 this spring with you, Scott? Well, I'll be running Boston. Oh, I'll be running a couple things leading up. Has that been announced? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should have known that then. That's all right. No worries. Uh, a couple shorter races leading up to it and then Boston on April 15th. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm running Boston too. Maybe I should try to race you. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do a, we'll do a spread. Yeah. I think yeah. I could keep up. We should, we, I was going to say we should do some sort of podcast thing while I'm there. I'm not... What are you trying to run? What would your goal day be? So, uh, last fall, right before I got pregnant with my, my last child, um, I ran a 311 here at Indianapolis and Monumental, uh, seven months postpartum though, with my fourth kid, like that's just not going to happen in Boston nonetheless. So I would say I'll probably be in shape for like three thirty or something like that. And, and I'll be happy with that if I run that. And then I'll probably try to run a PR, try to go like closer to three Oh five, uh, next fall. Cool. So should we give her an hour 20? Yeah, 80 minutes. 80 minutes spread. We'll give you 80 I minutes. I start 80 minutes ahead of you. Is that what no, we're saying? Whatever your time is, if Scott can be within 80 minutes of it, he wins. If no, he's I have to be over Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What would so, that put you in if I say I run 329? If you run 329 and I cover, yeah. uh, I would run, that would be 208 or 209. Ooh, that's pretty fast, huh? In Boston? I know. Well, you said 330. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know that even though I'm not like, going to be close to PRing. If I'm close to 330, you know, I'm going to get to the last half mile and be like, I have to break 330 now. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, we'll see what happens. 80 yeah. minutes, 80 minutes. Okay. We can do that right. because if the elite elite men, you start with the rest with of the us, way, I think the rest of us scrubs. Is that when you do you start with us? Right. 
Yep. Yeah. And then the women start, what, 20 or 25 minutes ahead? I think 30 minutes 30 ahead. Minutes. To yeah. Pro- I'm probably not in – I don't know if my 311 gets me in wave one, though. I might be in wave two, so I might start like 10 minutes after you. Okay. Well, the clock will be ticking. <laughs> All right. So so Boston – who else from Nazali is running Boston? Um, Aaron Braun. Okay. And yet none of the girls are? None of the ladies. Nope. They'll um, Their marathon announcements will be coming soon. You already spoke to Steph. She's not doing a spring marathon. Right. Um, right. But um, we will have a couple spring marathons on the women's side. So are you guys doing any kind of like book touring with the book or are you just kind of like getting out there on podcasts and whatnot? Yeah, we're going to be um, <clears throat> uh, doing some traveling for the book. Uh, we obviously have to respect the fact that Boston is coming up, so it can't be quite as uh, extensive and full as maybe it would be if we had a publisher forcing us to go to certain places. But um, uh, we are going to go out to Houston. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. we're working on – I'll tell you the cities we're working on. Okay. Phoenix okay. and Houston. Okay. Um, and then St. Louis and Chicago and then Boston. Okay. So if we can get to all those places – plus Scott already did one in Denver, which was very successful. Mm-hmm. We sold 48 books. Oh, and nice. He had a great time. And so um, – if we could do all those, I think I'd be pretty happy with that as a quote-unquote book tour um, because we'll be able to see a lot of people and interact with people that you know are fans of Scott and the team, et cetera, and get a feel for what people liked about it or, or – you know, I, I want to see people look at the book. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get their reaction. I'm a kind of a face-to-face guy, you know, so that'll be fun. And then those um, uh, images that come from those signings will help us sell books to people all over because, you know, it's just a snowball kind of thing. It rolls uh, in the right direction and, and people see that folks are buying the book and so it encourages them to go ahead and try it. It's kind of like the movies, right? You know, you don't go see a movie – uh, the first time you see a commercial for it, you you see it after three different people tell you you have to go watch it. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what we're trying to do is get the book in enough people's hands that there are enough reviews and enough positivity surrounding the book that you know more and more people buy it. Look at that marketing brain work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that the book starts with the email correspondence between you guys. I think that's so fun, and it's it's cool to see a look at uh, Scott. As like a college kid kind of like feeling you out and then the email you got from Shalane's husband and kind of how it all worked out. Yeah, Steve looks like a like a psychic in that. Like back in 2015, he says, I think he's a 2.12 and 62 minute guy. <laughs> I've run 12 and 62 minutes. So um, we got to prove him wrong eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a 2.12 guy. You're a 209 guy. 208. Got to earn it. But um, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting and cool choice of Ben's to include that. Oh, so Ben's getting the credit for including the email correspondence. Well, yeah. I, th- I thought that would be cool. But, of course, I did ask Steve, Steve Edwards, Shalane's husband. We didn't just print that without his permission. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, that was cool. I mean, you know, that's another thing that I think, anyway, is neat about the book is, you know, it's basically that first chapter anyway is because so often when you or anyone interviews a pro athlete, they, especially young ones, they say, well, how did, th- how did it all come about? Well, we kind of take you how you know through how it all came about, and it's um, it's pretty simple, you know. It's communication, and it's um, getting to know one another, and seeing if you're going to be a good fit, and um, you know, then off you go. That's awesome. So what? So anything else we're excited about in 2019 before we get off the phone? 
Well, t- 2019 is a huge year for Scott and for our group because if you think about it, you know, the marathon trials are February 29th, 2020. So, of course, what we do in January and February of that year will be very, very important, extremely important. But um, you could argue that the 12 months in 2019 are even more important because, you know, staying healthy and staying consistent and having good races and getting good experience uh, during this year will be what we take to the line in in 2020 uh, at the trials. So not just for Scott, but I would say for the entire team, it's a really important year, and I think it's a it's a year to really uh, explore how good we can be. So from from my standpoint, I'm very excited about it. How many ladies and how many guys do you anticipate towing the line at, at the trials? Uh, well, in the marathon, you know, certainly the three uh, quote unquote veteran ladies. So that would be Steph Bruce, uh, Kellen Taylor, and Alephine Tellymuk. Um, and on the, on the men's side, certainly Scott and Scott, right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we'll, we'll have to see because we're adding some new athletes. And so, um, you'll see soon, maybe some names that are going to join the team and then we'll, we'll see, but we would certainly want to have a full crew on the men's side of five or six athletes towing the line, uh, because I think that'll give us a big advantage. Yeah. So cool. Well, guys, thanks so much, and congratulations on the book. I'm super happy for you guys, and congratulations on the seventh-place finish in New York. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. Get back to those kids. Yeah. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye, See Lindsay. Ya. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. Thanks, Scott and Ben, for coming on the show. Good luck with the book, guys. I'm rooting for you. And everybody listening, go pick up a copy of Inside a Marathon. And guess what? The Ford is by 2018 Boston Marathon champion, Des Linden. So you know it's going to be good. Go support these guys and pick up their book today. You guys can follow me on social media. I'm lindsayhine626 on Instagram, lindsayhine on Twitter, and I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine on Facebook. And we have a group over there as well where really all the good stuff happens in the group. Lots of connections and people getting to know each other over there. So make sure you find us and ask to join the group. We have a book club that's going on over there too right now. We are reading Amy Purdy's new book, On My Own Two Feet. We have two awesome ladies over there, Emma and Sarah, who are helping lead the book club over there. We just read a book every month and people can read it, but they don't have to. And it's fun if they do. It's fun if they don't. It's not a huge part of the group, but it's a little part of the group. And it's just one more fun thing that we are doing over there. One of the things I love about that group is the fact that people are connecting. People are finding each other. If they live in a certain area, they're finding other runners in that area that they could potentially meet up with to run with or just connect with online. Don't forget, I'll be at the Donna Marathon. I hope to see many of you there. It's the weekend of February 10th in Jacksonville, Florida. I just checked flights from Indianapolis and the price is not bad. So check out flight options from wherever you live and maybe you could just come meet me on a whim and and join the race. I'm going to be running the half marathon. If I had to put a guess on what I can run, oh gosh, in just a few weeks in a half marathon, I'm going to say, guys, this is scary. Let's see. I'm going to say 148. Okay, maybe like 144. Maybe I should do that. Anyway, 
we could run together. If you're running that pace, we could run together. Regardless, though, there's a 5K and a 10K on Saturday and a half and a full marathon on Sunday. And you guys, it's the weekend of February 10th, and you can use the code Lindsay15 to get 15% off your registration. And we're going to be doing a shakeout run slash meetup on the Friday before the race. So I hope to see you guys there. Oh, and I am raising funds for the Donna Foundation. That's a big deal. Uh, we talked about it last week in my episode with Glenn, and I just hit 25% of my goal. Well, that's great, and I'm so excited about that. So many of you guys showed up. Lots of donations came through after that episode, so I thank you so much. But we got work to do, 75% more to go. So if you haven't done so yet, I would appreciate it so much if you could take the time today to head over to my website, lindsayhine.com, and find the link in these show notes to donate to my Donna Marathon Foundation fundraiser. You can also find that link in all, all over my social media because I'm, I'm posting about it like a mad woman these days. All right, guys, lots of great episodes lined up for the rest of the month and really the rest of the quarter, the rest of the next couple months. And I can't wait to share them with you and get them out into the world. Thanks so much for being here. Have a great Friday. Have a great rest of the weekend, and as always, I'll see you next Friday.